look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Faisal, how many times do we get the question, how much can I spend in retirement? <laughs> a day? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that the question? Yeah. Are there a enough day? fingers and toes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's mean, amazing how many people ask that question because right. of the plan. Now, again, we, we do a lot of planning and work with our clients. So that's why we find that as an amazing thing. But it's when you talk to, you know, I was at a Christmas party on Thursday night mm-hmm. um, and uh, talking to a whole bunch of people who are outside of our industry and yep. That's the question. How much can I spend in retirement? How much do I need in retirement? Right. Now they're asking me that question like I know their financial situation. Right? Yeah. It's like, it's what's my number, right? That's either what can I spend or how much do I need to support the spending? It's, yeah. it, it comes down to that. Well, Correct. we've got a terrific guest with us today, and he's going to uh, address that specific question because he's literally written the book on it. So we've got Wade Fow joining. He's a professor of retirement income at the American College, and he's also the author of the latest book, How Much Can I Spend in Retirement? Wade, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. All right. Well, let's get down to brass tacks here. So, what did you examine in your latest book, and uh, you know, and and what did, what's the result? Uh huh. Well, yeah. So, there's a couple different ways to think about retirement income, and I think where a lot of the focus is is with investments and this question of what's the safe spending rate from an investment portfolio. How much can you spend on a sustainable basis throughout retirement? And that's really what I was looking at. That sort of discussion often begins with the the 4% rule of thumb as a general guideline to say you can take 4% of your retirement assets in the first year of retirement and then adjust that amount for inflation and have your money last for at least 30 years, generally with a portfolio of 50 to 75% stocks. And I really focus on all the assumptions behind that rule of thumb and look at how things vary if you change those assumptions based on real-world considerations and where we are with interest rates and everything else. Okay, I, uh, you've got my attention. So let's let's talk about sort of some of the factors uh, that you challenged or monkeyed around with and what the outcomes were. Which ones, start with maybe the ones that surprised you the most. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I guess a good point to start is just this rule is based on U.S. historical data from the 20th century, and if you look at a more international experience, I've, I've replicated these types of studies with financial market data for 20 developed market countries going back to 1900. And it turns out the U.S. and Canada are the, the two countries where the 4% rule of thumb historically worked. And the other 18 countries, there were much worse cases. And that's where, for a long time, the 4% rule was really treated as a safe withdrawal rate. And there's not really anything safe about trying to spend a consistent amount every year from an aggressive investment portfolio that has a lot of volatility. And so just seeing how the 4% rule did not work as well in other countries was, was a starting point for a lot of the reason that I wanted to look deeper into these issues. So, so Wade, you came up with some takeaways as well from this, from all the research. What are some of the takeaways that you have? Well, that there's really a lot to think about. There's some factors that would suggest you really 4% could be too aggressive, and that this international experience is one of those. But then there's other reasons to think about how, well, maybe you could spend more because maybe if you have a lot of income sources from outside of your investment portfolio, 
it's not necessarily as catastrophic if you deplete your assets, your, your investment portfolio in that way. And so that, that's one major reason of why you might consider spending more, even though that could deplete the investment portfolio. And so the, the takeaways are really just trying to come together with a list of factors to be thinking about and how to adjust your, your spending decisions and asset allocation decisions. I call it the CARE analysis, where for CARE, C-A-R-E, is about your capacities, like how much flexibility and capacity do you have to spend down your investment portfolio? A is about your aspirations. What do you really view as a reasonable lifestyle goal for your retirement? R is about the realities where you have to consider that we do have this low interest rate environment, that people are living longer than ever before, and that the stock markets are heated up as well. And so you just have to think about possibly lower market returns and a longer retirement, suggesting lower spending rates. And then E is about emotional factors of how do you feel about stock market volatility? Mm. How do you feel about a lot of the different issues or, or different types of income tools that help could build a overall retirement income plan? You know, Dave, one thing that, that Wade put in his, in his write-up was about one of the takeaways was if you won, stop gambling. Mm. Oh, Yeah. I like that one. So tell us a bit more about that because you kind of fit in line with a lot of our, our philosophies in, in investing. And, and Dave is, he, I call him the chicken on our team. He's more conservative than I am. And so he'll, he'll kind, of, kind of connect with you on this one for sure. So, Wade, go in a bit more detail. If you've won. Prove to Faisal that this is wisdom and not chicken, Wade. Thank you. If you've won, stop gambling. Let's, let's hear about it. Right, right. So the stock market has been going up a lot in recent years. And to some extent, that should help help people get to their retirement goals more quickly to some extent. And then people tend to have this recency bias where they just think because the stock market's been going up and up, it will continue to go up forever. When really, if you're at a point where right now you have enough money to lock in your goals and you can have that lifestyle you want in retirement, you don't necessarily need to continue to take as much stock market risk, but you should take this opportunity to lock in some of those gains, potentially reducing the stock allocation and, and locking in the retirement that you want. And just thinking about if you can meet your retirement goals today, what would happen with your life if your wealth doubled again? And, and in that regard, you know, your life might be a little bit better, but it's probably at that point mostly going to go to legacy and so forth versus how would you feel if your wealth dropped in half? And that could severely disrupt your lifestyle. And so that's just kind of with that lack of symmetry there, it, it's a reason to start thinking about taking some of that risk off the table and making sure that you don't go from having a successful retirement to seeing a big stock market drop disrupt that retirement. Brilliant. Brilliant. I think in, in these markets, um, with the, as you said, markets going up, there's this fear of missing out. But that fear of missing out can drive bad behavior, bad decisions, ultimately, negatively affect your ability to sustain that lifestyle. Potentially, yeah, for sure. Wade, if, um, if you had to give uh, our listening audience two tips, two things that you think are most critical as, you know, as they're, they're approaching this period where they're going to start withdrawing and living off of their financial assets, what would it be? Um, well, the first is to just try to have some degree of flexibility, and that's where one of the, the baseline assumptions of that 4% rule of thumb is that you never adjust your spending. But if you have some flexibility where 
if if you have a good market year, you could potentially spend a little more. But if if markets are down in a year, if you can cut your spending and to not have to take as big a distributions, that can really help a lot with a retirement income plan. And and then second is as people start thinking about retirement, now that we're living longer and longer, this idea of retirement, it could become a, a 20 or 30 year part of one's life or even more. And it just makes sure you really outside. I mostly focus on the finances, mm-hmm. but you also have to consider outside of finances. How will you spend your time? How will you stay socially connected? Kind of the biggest mistake that a lot of people fall into is retiring and then starting to watch TV all day and just losing those social connections, not getting out of the house and ultimately hurting their health and, and not having a, a very long or happy or successful retirement. So you really want to think about all that in advance as well. Wade, I want to thank you for say, taking some time with us today. But before we sign off, your book is called How Much Can I Spend in Retirement? Is it available online, or how do people get a hold of it if they're interested? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mainly online through any of the Amazon or Barnes & Nobles, any type of major online book retailer, they'll have it. Very good. I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. All right, my friend, we've got a seminar coming up. We're going to talk about a lot of the things Wade just talked about, right? And Withdrawal I, rates. W- yeah, exactly. Protecting your money, making sure you have that cash flow, showing about different types of, we call them buckets, income bucket, growth bucket, protecting yourself in the event of a healthcare issue. We'll discuss that on Tuesday, January 23rd, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Now you need to reserve your seats. So give us a call, 966-8400, 966-8400, or register online at morethanmoneyradio.com. Okay, and stick around. After the break, we're going to find out what to give your advisor to get the best possible financial advice that you can get. We're going to talk about that. You're on More Than Money, 770 CHQR. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.